0: I'm Alva Vidal and I'm Samantha Asamadu, and this is the NDA, N-D-A podcast. Oh, allow me to no public. dickheads Dickhead.
1: allowed. Our guest this afternoon is Mr. Joshua Garfield, who has a very long title. <laughs> he is a Labour <laughs> councillor for Stratford and Newtown in Newham. Yes. Yes. Woo. Long title, but he doesn't get to wear bling, that's just the mayor.
2: Yeah, just, just, just for the mayor, not for us.
0: <laughs> nice to have you on, and we're going to talk today about a bit of the work you do um, around policy areas. Mm. And we were saying some stuff to us just off camera about Fairfield, yeah. and the fact that uh, what's happening there has mm. the potential of coming to your borough in Newham. Yeah, we're all
2: prejudice. It's never upfront people try and mask it in many different layers and this is being promoted as about a, a pro-parental choice when in fact the choices those parents might be making are not to the benefit of their children that's why we have a school system that's mm-hmm. why children aren't homeschooled there are things they need to learn outside the family home about relationships about equality um, about the different relationships they might come across they might see their own identity they need to learn that outside of the family home and get that equal education for it to be safer not just for LGBT kids in school yeah. but for all kids when they leave school Pers- and that is yeah. being hindered at the moment personally as a parent I feel
1: I would like um, well I haven't got the only school age well I haven't got any school age children I have a, an old one and I've got a little one who's not ready for school yet but for me personally I don't know everything mm. I don't know everything to the teach do, it, do you know to. what I mean so mm-hmm. I would prefer somebody else to do it mm-hmm. and I just think it's nonsense what they're saying about kids being, too, you keep hearing this, mm. first of all, do you know what I mean, it's like, it's its not graphic sexual education. For my daughter, it's so normal for her to see two men kissing or two women kissing or holding hands or recognising that this, these people might be a couple. Yeah. Like if she sees, okay so the other day she's watching Coronation Street, she Kate and Rana, this will age because poor Rana, and um, <laughs> um but she just like, hee, hee, hee. She goes, they're <laughs> kissing. And then she sees the man and a woman, she goes, hee, they're kissing. But she'll never go, two boys are kissing, Mum. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. normal to her because she's got LGBT godparents as mm-hmm. well. So I just think, you know, the argument as of coming from parent is, mm. is pretty weak.
0: Has it all been the parents sort of looking, being discriminatory about the LGBT or is it the rest? Because it's a whole programme of sexual um, mm. education. So like what was there before? What's going to be now?
1: So,
2: yeah, so in, in my day job, I teach PSHE and sex and relationship education mm-hmm. in a different local authority. And the schools that book us in to come and do sessions mainly do so by choice. So some of them are reactionary, and they realise they've got some issues with regards to, say, consent, or sexting, or attitudes towards women in the school, and they'll bring us in. Other schools are much more proactive, and they'll have Sorry, us in.
1: I just heard that in this sort of Jamaican thing. Sexting. <laughs> i know. sexting.
2: Oh, sexting. <laughs> Sorry. you got one with Sorry. the sexting, Yeah. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> but other, other schools are more proactive, and I have yeah. a student from Year 7 to talk about healthy relationships, what that means, how to spot the signs mm-hmm. of an unhealthy relationship, how it can become abusive, and look at that through the lens of not just cis-heteronormativity, mm-hmm. but in fact the diversity that relationships can take form, and that that's fine, and they should be confident in their identity, etc. That's what we do, mm-hmm. and that at the moment is optional. Mm-hmm. But when the law changes in 2020, It becomes compulsory. Schools have to have a comprehensive programme of sex and relationship education, Mm -hmm. inclusive of LGBTQ people, and that's a first. I mean, Section 28 was abolished in 2003, but it was replaced with nothing. Mm -hmm. I was still in school when it was abolished, and it wasn't Mm -hmm. like the next day there were rainbow flags and there was lessons on LGBT stuff, and we all went to Pride. That didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It was still a taboo subject, it wasn't spoken about. So it's taken. How many years ago 2003? Sixteen. Is like, can you count? I can't count. Oh. Sixteen. Time is it's, <laughs> it's taken sixteen years from its repeal for it to be replaced with legislation that oh. actually gives kids the education they deserve mm-hmm. and that they need. And that is what is meeting some objection right now because parents that perhaps before thought schools would never talk about this stuff now realise their kids are going to understand that LGBT people are equal mm-hmm. and those relationships are recognised by law and there's nothing wrong with them. And they deserve to have that knowledge. They're safer with the knowledge. Just like mm-hmm. we said. About it. It's not about graphic sex, but we do talk about things like pornography because we have to. Yep. At the moment, the average age for a child to view porn for the first time is 11 years old. Oh, wow. That is how you know, ubiquitous the internet is, how much exposure they have to sort of those kind of graphic scenes. Mm-hmm. If we don't talk about how pornography is not a realistic depiction of a relationship and how it's harmful, then they will think that that is their prime source of information for relationships, and that mm-hmm. will cause them untold harm mm-hmm. that we can prevent. This is about preventing harm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so you believe that if this is withdrawn, I mean, there's the other argument as well. Is LGBT mm. kids need to see themselves. Hundred percent. Would you do, do you see any sort of LGBT people when you were growing up that you heard from in school or who inspired you or who were visible? Do you know what I mean? Like we had like because all these oppressions intersect. So we had mm. it. With, my first as a black woman was Sanita. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She's so pretty. <laughs> first like like English, and yeah, then we yeah, had Five yeah, Star. Yeah. Because uh, women of, well, I was a girl, of uh, my complexion were not seen as good looking Mm. and all that stuff. So it's important to have that. I know how important it is to have. Who did you have that inspired you or, or, I mean, did you feel able at school Mm. to go in and and mention someone who's LGBT as some kind of hero to you? Or
2: was it not that easy at school? no, No, definitely not. But I think when I was in school, I don't even remember having a role model who is LGBT. The only story that, I, I remember two stories mm. that were like my introduction to the LGBT world in school. One, I was in primary school, yeah. and our year five or year six teacher made an announcement and said, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. No. Yeah, she announced yeah. it, was the whole class. Yeah. That it was made very clear that was like, in our eyes, the, the adulthood policy, because she yeah. was the adult we looked yeah, up to yeah. and taught us. And, yeah. and she was actually a brilliant teacher. <laughs> it was just the one thing she did that was really, really messed me up in the mind. Par- <laughs> did you
0: tell your parents that? Or did anybody, was there any way to I don't think
2: I did. I didn't I was in year five or year six. I w- at that point, I hadn't really thought about mm. my own sexual orientation or et cetera. It was, I wasn't at the tip of my mind. It was just my first instance of seeing, well, this is not allowed mm-hmm. and this is not okay.
0: That feeds into you and becomes mm. normalised. Oh, it?
2: absolutely! You
0: can look yeah. back on retrospect and think, God, that was a moment that like really turned things. But, yeah. Absolutely.
2: But I also remember when the papers outed Will Young. That's my, uh, again the other, oh God, yes. the media-wise, you know, sort of LGBT presence. And he he wasn't he, he was outed. Yes. You know, he was attacked and targeted by the tabloids, mm. and he was front page. And it was like, why is this geezer who won or didn't win pop idol now? because oh, he's gay. Oh, that's a bad thing. That's how it was seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, definitely my whole school life until I got to college, mm-hmm. I didn't see any positive representation of LGBT people or relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and that of course affected me and all colleagues I had at school as well.
1: Think about Will Young about actually, no, just he came to one of my Edinburgh shows, and he outed I, Simon Cowell as bisexual. Yeah. Oh, oh wow.
2: Simon! And then like
1: my PR at the time, I mean I don't care anymore because you know, <laughs> whatever, but my PR at the time I'm like we've got to get this in the paper, we've got to get this in the I paper. Know. I said don't fucking do Why? that to him. He was drunk out of his mind. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. at the
2: end of oh, the day. Oh that's good of you.
1: Oh no, well, Because I think you can do that. <laughs> but my PR was, guy was gay. I said what are you doing? Yeah. I said you can't do that to yeah. him because he's been through so much. But me and um, Will's careers are both tanked anyway so I don't know how much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he can <did> do it. <laughs> I met Will Young once, he signed his book for me. Mm. Yeah. He was so rude. He I, had had
1: the worst. I had the worst was fucking night it? when he
2: was there. He was heckling. He was
1: going on and on and on. And he did the Simon Caspers. At one to point head I head went, to went Did you invite him to the gay crash? Sure. No, No, I didn't invite him. I, I had a, a joke mm-hmm. about Will Young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was about it was about a family member of mine that was trying desperately. To call back and take their vote back from Will Young when they <laughs> came to this game. So I was like, when you when you keep calling you the mean? number, right? All, you, all you're doing is calling back the number that you but called to vote again. Him. So you are repeatedly oh, no. calling it. Oh, are you no. some kind of a freaking idiot kind of thing? But I mean, he was he out did that laugh at
0: that I assume. Yeah, yeah, he, he did.
1: did. He did I'm say good. something. I said something about this uh, I think he says uh, oh it was my no, some shit like that it was that like, the uh, biggest voting scandal before Brexit <laughs> 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 with young women, and everyone's like I didn't know
2: this yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. there were,
1: there were some people I can't even remember the bit of material but he it was in the Scotsman so he came mm. along to see the show because of that and comedy is just up and down Anyway, you can do the same material bombs one night kills next yeah. night mm. Edinburgh's Notoriously difficult because it just depends if it's a week night and it's local people who've got to go to work or if it's whatever. But this motherfucker came to the thing. Oh sorry. This guy <laughs> came we can, we can swear. swear. Out it. If we're drinking, I think we can <laughs> swear. <laughs> he came to my shirt and was just a nuisance. He was a nuisance. He was so drunk he fell off the chair and everything. Oh god. And I the I can't remember. I was doing something about yeah. Mixed race relationship. I can't remember half my stuff idea anyway. Cause
2: I've. Cause <laughs> it's right. so inappropriate.
1: Yeah, yeah. Probably, it probably <laughs> is inappropriate. But yeah, it was probably because some sexual thing. But anyway, so I said, well, oh, Simon Cowell has to black women. And he went, ah,
2: boys. <laughs> he said, what?
1: He said, ah, boys. I said, what are you on about? He goes, he goes, I think
2: we he, he goes,
1: yeah. You want to know something? He fucks black men and black women. I went, oh I think God. you need. To, I, said, I
0: think you need to stop. Like, right, said so literally everybody how was there. Like, this could have been the precursor to the Me Too movement. <laughs> <laughs> <It's gone on. laughs> Here's,
1: what was pissing me off is he was getting way more laughs than me.
2: Right? That's <laughs> not what I mean, was, no, that's, that's <laughs> the That's the biggest like, scandal. I was I was not like, me, out and Simon Cowell, but yup, James,
1: you, I'm I was like, this is just the worst night of my life. And do you know afterwards, right? After after that little fucker
0: ruined everything, oh comes God. up to me afterwards and gives me a hug, I went,
1: comedy's very difficult. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> you mentioned the teacher oh and that sort of horrible moment are there is there resistance from teachers about no outsiders is it a matter of are they going to be willing to
2: i think school staff and teachers need political cover on this issue so whether the school is part of the local authority in terms of it's state maintained or it's an academy or it's independent it needs to be able to turn to the local education authority and say we have this issue because no school wants that level of complaints from parents but this has been whipped up by a media storm and you were mentioning earlier about how the way that the media has attacked trans people has fed into this further attack of this lgbt education and you're going to have people i'm 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 going to guess it now you know. people like Piers Morgan on GMB going, oh, so you're telling me one of our kids' gay, are you? He's going to say that one day in about two weeks' time. I, think, yeah, I bet <laughs> you, yeah, 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 okay.
1: right? I love how long you've given him. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. already tweeting I know, it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I
1: think the trans issue has, and I think a lot of the people, and I don't care what you've got to say to me, who are saying we're defending the rights of lesbians and stuff, those very people you're claiming you're defending mm. are going to be the ones who are most hurt by this. Oh, yeah. Mm. Definitely, because even in the 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 whole screening people to go into toilets, it's now coming out, cis women who have got a more masculine appearance are getting stopped in women's toilets, it's all getting confusing, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that we've let this trans thing, not we obviously personally, but as a society have let it slide for so long that it's actually taking in the whole of the LGBT community, whether they like it or not, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, it gives cover to transphobes to say, oh, well, we don't want them to learn about this, so sort of transphobes and homophobes have now grouped together. And they've got
2: their oxygen, and they yep. never needed it in the first place, exactly. but schools do need to be able mm-hmm. LGBT relationships, LGBT equality, how they understand the importance of education in terms of relationships and sex education, the school is covered. Mm-hmm. And the school can say, if you have any concerns or complaints, contact the local authority, Mm -hmm. and it should be up to them to deal with the backlash, not the schools. Schools have enough to deal with.
0: Yeah, but how do you get that policy through? Is it, because, I mean, however many Labour or Conservative Mm. councils do, not you have to come together and vote on it and say this is this is what we... we ultimately, yeah.
2: So whoever is um, given the portfolio of education mm-hmm. within the local authority, politically, will be tasked with, with getting that through. But backbench councillors as well can put stuff together. Officers can can lobby their managers, their senior staff to put something together to get that through. But ultimately it will have to be voted at, in most cases, at, at a full council meeting. But in, in Newham, we're going to make sure that happens and mm-hmm. we're going to push forward for it. So that if... Anything like what's happening in Birmingham does come to you, which is not impossible. Mm. We are prepared to protect the children who go to school in the the local authority and not be on the side of the homophobes and the transphobes. We can't let that happen. Absolutely, I
1: agree. So we mentioned you're a councillor and you're a Labour councillor and you're also Jewish. Mm -hmm. What's going on Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us!
2: Oh, oh it's not You're it on
1: one hand, That on other Like, what is going on? I do love this uh, woman I follow on Twitter who's black and Jewish. Mm. And so she was like, um, I've got uh, anti-Semitism to the left of me mm-hmm. and racist mm-hmm. to the right. She's like, I'm oh stuck in the yeah. front What people? is going on? Because I mean, alright, everybody must have heard about the Labour anti-Semitism route, it's caused a lot of hard feelings, it really has and it's caused feelings I understand what a lot of the Jewish community is saying because mm-hmm. it's nothing I haven't felt before yeah. I mean, I felt in 2015, and I spoke about it extensively, how dare you put um, we're controlling immigration control on and, oh, and, and basically yeah. I found, you know I tried this but nobody went with me in 2015 to try and get all the black people to out of labour but no one listens to me but um, I, so Perhaps I do I do <laughs> I do understand how people do you understand do you know what I mean yeah I understand how people are feeling and people going oh it's exaggerated and stuff I think that just makes it worse it does because you're thinking well you're not listening to me well either well, you're trying you, to yeah. deal
2: with the problem sorry if I
1: cut you off no 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 <laughs> I was just thinking a lot from
0: your point of view Is the yeah. Jewish business. Well,
2: I think either you try and deal with the problem or you obviously obfuscate and you Mm. play a whataboutery game, Mm. and you try and divert all attention on the matter. And for me, that is a litmus test of any racist person. If that is your immediate response to allegations or accusations of racism, Mm. then you don't care about racism. What you care about is maintaining your own version of the status quo Mm. or keeping your own friends or your own colleagues in positions of authority or power. You don't actually give a shit at all about making sure that the space you occupy is welcoming for everybody, regardless Mm -hmm. of their ethnicity, religion, faith, etc. You're not doing that work. And if you're not doing that work, I wonder what are you doing in my political party because this is my political party, I've been here for long enough to say that this should be the party of equality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once it starts to not look like that, we've got a problem. And that problem isn't me yeah. calling out the people who are saying things that are anti-Semitic. And you've got, you've got like a, a couple of categories here. People who could do with some political education, mm-hmm. because anti-Semitism isn't the easiest thing to spot at all times. Sometimes it manifests differently, mm-hmm. especially on the left when it comes to anti-capitalist attitudes There aren't, of course, always anti-semitic. But there's a fine line. Mm -hmm. When people start talking about the Rothschilds and George Soros and conspiracy theories, we're in dangerous territory. And those are the people who I think can be educated to be like, well, hold up. You want to bring down the capitalist system and end inequality? Good. I'm with you. Mm. What we don't want to do is be attaching that to anti-semitic conspiracy theories. Let's separate it and work together.
0: But just the George Soros sort Mm. of uh, conspiracies come more from the right rather than the left as well. How do you tackle that? Because they you know, like you say, Mm. Labour is the party of equality and so on, but these Mm. people are uh, they're not interested in Labour or equality and so on, so how do you tackle it on the right, which should, I assume, affect people as much as it coming from the left?
2: I mean, when I look at racism on the right or the left, I honestly don't see much difference in how it manifests itself. Mm -hmm. So if you take anti-black racism, for example, when somebody's right-wing and racist against black people, that's what they are. If they're left wing and racist against black people. Either way, they want to keep black people out of their own political movements. They want to keep them sort of down in their own sort of way. They don't care about where they might be sort of converging with the other political side because their primary motive is racism.
1: Mm. Yeah, but I do feel it does manifest itself differently. I think liberal it's it's is with racism. the left. <coughs> when I wrote a piece for writers of color about it. Mm. Is the way it manifests itself is it in caring or in, in anti-Semitism? The way it manifests itself. Is within uh, conspiracy theories. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Whereas on the right, they'll just be like, "Fuck you, niggers and Jews." Do you know what I mean? That's, no, they're just straight with it. Yeah. And that's the problem with it's the left fun. because when you try to explain to the left, well, hang on a second. This is what you're doing that is actually racist or maybe anti-Semitic. Mm. They get angry with you. No, we're not. We're the left. We're the yeah. we're the good ones. We're the ones mm. on your mm. side. We and and right. we're like, well, you're not. Head, on the high horse. You know, it's just like Relaine was writing stuff about. <clears throat> the people's march mm. and saying if you'd have marched with us against racism that brought us to Brexit in the first place yeah. and people are all up in their mentions, I yeah. care, yeah. I'm the one that cares, I'm your friend and you're <sighs> going to alienate us if you carry on with that stuff. So I do understand <clears throat> where the Jewish community are coming from mm. and how they do start to feel, well, I w- hold on, we're going to have to gather together and protect each other yeah. because Jesus Christ, I mean, you're coming from something which is a living memory that's so freaking horrific yeah. that of course, you know what I mean? And anybody who is properly anti racist following it would see what's happening to the Muslim community. Mm -hmm. So there's no doubt that it it could happen again, Mm -hmm. for sure. But I think it's um, not only just what aboutery as well. The other thing that annoys me about it, when anyone's talking about stuff, it's not like, if you go, OK, what about anti-Semitism in in, um, the Labour Party? Some people go, what about Palestine? Not, you know, that's one thing. But the other thing they do as well, well, they go, Oh, this would never happen to black people. Uh, are you black?
0: Uh, uh, yeah,
2: like,
1: what are you on about? This is the like, worst case. This the worst It me
2: off. And it's if, like if you tried to do this them. to black people, oh.
1: it's like, well, let's ask Gran. Oh, sorry, Gran. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Gran. Gran, your plane's just taken off. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I can't ask Gran. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you on about? Yeah. And that that annoys me. And I think that there needs to be a way to explain mm. it so there is more solidarity and. What would yeah, you I say about that's... bad faith people? Because they don't help... It's like when Chuka started talking about racism, it's like, shut up. Please. he's never spoken him. about it. No. You <laughs> don't care about it. You've never cared about it till this point. I mean, this stuff like, he like, said about Somali
0: about? people before. How he can come out as this proud and loud, like, anti-racist is nonsense,
2: you know. It's just I just think a, that's... That, I Chuka stance is more about his politics. Yeah. And he, he took a look at the Labour Party as it is now and went, this isn't for me. And he took people with him, some of whom passionately really care that what's happened to the party is not okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you take a look at what happened, for example, to Luciana Berger, Mm. absolutely no defence of the way in which the party treated her. And she had every right and every reason to leave and do so proudly as a Mm -hmm. Jewish woman who had been targeted, bullied, abused, with zero backup. From Mm -hmm. the party, and that's. It wasn't like she
0: just started talking about it when Corbyn came in. This goes back years. She's she's been
2: pointing it out for a while. It does. When she faced bullying her own CLP, and this is the thing, a lot of the incidents are concentrated on a couple of CLPs. So when people put out the figures of, well, actually, it's only 0.2%, that's a a version of obfuscation. You're saying the problem doesn't exist if it's only a few people. Mm. The issue is, when it happens, the party is not quick enough from the top to deal with it. They should have been in Luciana Berger's CLPs and other constituency Labour Parties to be like, why is this happening? It's not about there's one or two of you that are anti-Semitic, it's about the one or two who are, have been elected to positions of power. Right. You're, you're now the chair or the secretary of that constituency Labour Party. When you say certain things, invite certain speakers, there are applause, there is support, right? And you are attacking your own MP. Why is that?
1: But you have to also look at, and I was thinking, oh, welcome to our world, because there's so many different voices being heard within yeah. the Jewish committee, and what that example that you just gave the chair of that CLP is mm. actually Jewish, isn't he? And I he, don't know. He, of, of the Wirral, where she is, is a Jewish man right. who doesn't Liverpool agree.
2: tree.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't agree. So when you're having that sort of infight with... So he lot, doesn't
0: agree with Lucia? No, what? he doesn't. Right. He says, it's,
1: he's am Jewish, not anti-Semitic, it's because of ABC, mm. we don't like... Her politics, we don't, you know. She's more Tory-like than Labour, kind of thing. And I think it is—it's kind of interesting because it's you saw, the the lady, I think she was deputy chair, was who was uh, suspended from the Labour Party. She was Jewish for making a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Due
2: process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know what you do with that because I mean, if you can, I being black people as well. I mean, we have to put up with John Barnes. (laughs) <laughs> we have to put up with Edward to do. Like, we have to put up with freaking Sean But Be- Do you understand oh, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why can't you... I don't know that we could ever b- ban, sadly, John Barnes or anything. Yeah. Even though what he says is not what the majority of us feel. like. Mm-hmm. How?
2: And that majority-minority issue always stands in every community. Yeah, every single you way. will have some people who will be like, well, actually, you're making an issue out of a problem that you shouldn't be, and let's deal with something else yeah. and side with these people. And that happens in the Jewish community, right? Mm. And where, we, where would you stand
1: on um, banning a Jewish person for anti-Semitism?
2: Do you think a depends. Jewish person can be anti-Semitic? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I, of course I do. I think anybody can be racist. It doesn't make a difference of whether they're from a certain community, you can be Jewish and anti-Semitic. Mm. It doesn't bar you from that. If anything, the people who are the real vitriolic anti-Semites will use you as a pawn in their game to legitimize their anti-Semitic views, yeah. which is what you see, yeah. frankly, happening with, with JVL. Mm. So you have the Jewish labor movement affiliated for 99 years, the official representative body, anyone Jewish can join, a supporter can join, you get involved in policy, da 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 They are being marginalised by the party, and JVL are coming up and up and up and up, and their Jewish voice for Labour, they were set up, I think, in 2015 or 16. And if you take a look at some of the people who who run JVL and the things that they've said, one person who said the only reason she started to, quote, identify as Jewish was to get involved in the Israel-Palestine debate. You've got a lot of problematic people, some of whom are Jewish, within JVL, but what that's doing is legitimising the anti-Semitism that you may find from Chris Williamson, from George Galloway, from people who it's really hard to deny are anti-semitic. JVL will be there supporting them. So like you say, where are you there? Because you're going, here's a Jewish group that says you're anti-semitic, and here's another Jewish group that says you're not. Mm. So if, if you're not Jewish, it's difficult to understand exactly. that division is occurring. Yeah, you know. right? And that, that's another conversation we're not really having. And the party, in my opinion, is not helping, mm. because they keep putting jlm in the corner as such don't put baby in the corner they put them over there and they're like you we don't want you involved in training we don't want you involved in this this decision this announcement and it further marginalizes them so when people in jlm say well do you know what fuck you Mm. if you're going to put us in the corner what is the point we are here trying to support jewish members that remain in the party trying to make sure the party doesn't become a complete cesspit of anti-semitism and to frankly call out Not just the leadership, but party HQ, senior staff, when the wrong decisions are made. That's the job of JLM. It's the job of all minority groups within the party. It's it's the job of BAME Labour. It's the job of LGBT Labour. They all do it. Many do it well. Many don't do it well. But it would be, frankly, absurd if JLM were replaced by another uh, Jewish group that's come to the forefront in the past two or three years because the anti-Semites happen to agree with some of their members.
1: Mm. It's so interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's interesting and complicated. Because you gave that example of someone who said they only identify as Jewish to speak about Israel, Palestine. Yeah. Then I read from another person, they never felt more Jewish until the anti-Semitism stopped, because you get defensive. Mm. So I know Muslim people who will drink, eat pork, do whatever they want to do, but will be the you know, mm. most strong Muslim when it comes to Islamophobia, because it's like, this hurts all of us, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's complicated, and then you see people like Michael Rosen and David Rosenberg, who I know, or David Rosenberg is a friend of, um, an ex-friend, pitch. And, um <laughs> no! sorry, sorry, I'm so sorry,
2: sorry. Why are you so,
0: um, trying to test
1: my editing skills? <laughs> so
2: when you cut no off thing. a friend, you cut off their friend's shit, sure, I'm just saying, you know?
1: But I'm just saying, like, these are two people, like, so I know David Rosenberg does all these walks and stuff. My yeah. son would not know, and he still talks about it today, about who the black shirts are, who Mursley yeah. is, because yeah. he does these talks, and I know how much his Jewishness means to him, and Michael Rosen is somebody who is, who who is. and then you see them being called anti-Semites, mm-hmm. you like know, what? Or oh, useful going? Jew or something. Oh, something. useful, yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. useful uh-huh. idiot or whatever. Ju- useful Jewish idiot, that's mm-hmm. Dan Hodges. Um, yeah, I didn't... It's complicated. It's really, really complicated. I mean, so, what do you think going forward? Mm.
2: Going, what, forward? What <laughs> going forward? What would you do?
1: Going forward. You're like the most balanced view I've heard. It'd be great <laughs> to get the solution from you. You are and sort very out much Labour still, aren't you? I, am. I saw you on TV yeah. and you were saying um, that you would rather stay and fight oh, within. Oh, absolutely. So, what yeah, do you yeah. think we can do to sort this out?
2: I think firstly, it's really important that people realise that we didn't ask for this fight. I didn't join the party expecting to have to tackle anti semitism at all. I really thought it's not something I would ever have to do. But here I am doing it, and that's why it's important that the party leadership really do listen. And not just, we're going to hear what you say, but actually, in order for us to improve, we need to adopt XYZ either policies or actions. In terms of how the disciplinary cases are being managed, It's a scandal. It was all sort of leaked and revealed by the Times a few weeks ago, the way in which Lotto are interfering with cases, the way in which certain people are being protected. As long as that exists, and it isn't just the bias, it's the perception of bias. Mm. They have to be robustly competent on this matter in order not just for the anti-semitism crisis to end and for the real anti semites to be kicked out and for everyone else to be educated but for the party to once again become a legitimate party of government and to be one that people around the country can look at and say well here is some moral authority at a time in Britain where it lacks in the government mm. but if you look at PMQs, if you look at the House of Commons, if you look at, if you look at Brexit, if you look at racism, you look from you know, right to left and you think where am I going to go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, And that's a massive problem. We should never have gotten into that position. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm low down. I'm a local government. Mm. Right? So what I do, what my colleagues do in Newham, is about making our borough and our area better and making sure that whatever toxicity might exist in certain pockets, we mm-hmm. don't let it in here. Mm-hmm. And that's why local leadership is really important. But at the moment, it feels like we don't have the backing mm. from upstairs. Mm-hmm. And that is something we need. JLM needs to be brought properly to the table, with the leadership, listened to, respected, and actions to be taken. Until that happens... Do you not think that JVL and JLM have to both be...
1: Because there's people in uh, JVL that feel Mm. just as strongly that they are the ones who were correct, do you know what I mean? So, I don't
2: know. There might be some good people within JVL who want to do the right thing, Mm. but as long as the JVL sort of top table in what they promote and what they put out is as problematic as it currently is, I can't see a legitimate excuse or reason for them to be brought to the table. (coughs) They're not an official party affiliation, They contain more suspended members of the Labour Party, and it's hard to get suspended at the moment from the Labour Party. You've got to do some serious shit. (laughs) I thought they were suspending quite a lot. Suspended.
1: What's his name?
2: How long now? That's the last
1: one. Who was chucked
2: out?
1: Um, who joined in one day and was gone. Oh god! Oh! Derek mean, Hatton. Yes, That's Derek it. Hatton. He
2: was but gone. here's the thing, Derek Hatton should never have been able to rejoin, yeah. never. Yeah. It would have taken any like novice a 10 minute Google search to realise, well, this isn't someone that should be in the party. But yeah, he was let back in straight away to be chucked up. It's embarrassing. It wasn't you know? embarrassing. Was embarrassing. George Galloway, it shouldn't take a lot. But so he's not allowed to rejoin. No, but is th- this more
0: like sort of incompetence rather than sort of targeted, like, you
2: know. The threshold for suspension is far too high. It took the party way too long to suspend Asa Wynne Stanley. It took the party way too long to suspend Chris Williamson and I think a lot of that is because the staff at HQ don't have the political cover necessary. If they make a decision they know is right and then they get someone from Lotto saying well hold on, balance, nuance, when in fact this particular person has caused so much distress there's no way they should be a member I and mean, we really should be asking these questions. Galloway is a prime example. It should not have been hard For Jeremy, in my opinion, to go onto the news in an interview and say, George Galloway has no place in our party. This man is a sexist, this man is an anti-Semite, this man is is borderline homophobic. There's so many issues with him. Mm -mm. This is not the party of George Galloway. Instead, he danced around the topic. And it was, if he applies, there'll be an assessment. You don't have to dance around it. Real leadership can be shown at this point that these people are not welcome. End of. I wish I had
1: time to get into the Chris Williams thing, because I just, I don't get it. I don't really? No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know what I miss because I don't see it. I and mean, from what I know of him and have seen mm. of him and his work, he's like one of those 100%. You would say he was like a Jeremy type anti racist, but I'm not. I don't, like I said, mm. I don't see everything. No. It's like I said, you know, before, someone from Spike coming up to me going, Well, I don't see us countries racist. And I'm like, Don't you, white man? Mm. <laughs> Do you understand? So
0: there's things yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. we would not see. Well, Do you as understand? you said, we need more political education on it. Yeah, though. I mean, and we I didn't really, need to believe what people are saying about yeah. William, like Williamson. I'd never sort of heard much about him before. So mm. And Jewish Judas, saying Judas did a guide, didn't they?
1: For people who don't it know is, what anti-Semitism yeah. is. I think they did a pretty comprehensive one mm. of what it is for people who, who just... You don't know. It's a minefield at the moment. Chris Williamson, for
2: me, is is one that does unite the majority of the Jewish community. Whether you're on the left, in the centre, etc., you're like, this person is not a friend of the Jewish community in any way. Michael Segalov, who is very, very um, left-wing, has wrote quite profusely on Twitter about how his constant sort of Jew-baiting, as they call it, Mm. is really, really indefensible. And it just did not at no point was there any proper apology, proper commitment to change.
0: Can you give us a sum of what you think of the TIG party?
2: Oh, the TIG? Mm-hmm. I haven't been asked this on camera or on audio before <laughs> to be recorded. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh okay, yes, so I'm, I'm going to separate myself. I think as a regular voter and a regular person in the country, it's exciting. It's exciting that a bunch of people took what I frankly see as a brave decision because they won't get re-elected. This is the end of their parliamentary career. Took the brave decision to leave based on a certain set of morals and values. Now there are some within them that are more questionable than others within them. Mm. And if you look at them individually, you might not be as excited as you are as a whole. But this group, made up of some Labour, of some Tories going, we're neither. We're here in the centre. We're doing this. We're disrupting Parliament. Any disruption of Parliament is exciting. Mm. Now, as a Labour person, as a Labour councillor, member, voter, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that the party got to a point where we did lose MPs. We should never have lost MPs. There are, there are some good ones in there, I really do believe that, and they should have been able to stay. Mm-hmm. There are some whom perhaps I won't cry over, mm. <laughs> leaving, but that doesn't change the damage that it's done yeah, to the party. the party. But I firmly put the blame for the damage on us, rather than on them. Mm. They shouldn't. I know it's controversial. It is, mm-hmm. but they shouldn't. Joan
0: Ryan.
2: I'm not going individually mm. through them. Uh, okay, I'm not okay. going <laughs> to do some sort of burn book.
0: Do you know the I
2: You're going to yeah. get plenty of people who tell you that they're traitors, that they're this, that they're that. I'm taking a different view. I'm saying that actually we should never have got to this point and Mm -hmm. that is our responsibility. We have the party machinery, we have the half a million members, we have the diversity of opinion. For them to go and do this, this is an extreme problem in our camp that we have to address. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you think they'll ever join back to the Labour and
2: Conservative Party? Jeremy Corbyn's made it very clear that if they do wish to rejoin, they may and they're welcome to and I think that's the right thing to have said. So just to close, if we do, I mean we might have an election
1: next couple of weeks. Even tomorrow. Who (laughs) would you vote for? Who would you vote for? You still, still Labour? I will absolutely vote Labour. Yeah. Excellent. All right then. Thank you, Joshua. It's been amazing having you. I wish we could have you longer. Ah, it's (laughs) been so fun. (laughs) (laughs) I am here with this group of gentlemen who um, are from a group called I Am Human. And just a bit of background, I met Yannick when I went to see... Um,
3: Artaban. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I nearly <laughs> forgot myself. <I> like, <laughs> yes, Artaban, Artaban. Uh,
1: which was a really, really good musical. Uh, it was a, a showcase of a musical that hopefully will be a massive West End hit. And I was just so blown away by everyone's performance. I love the fact that everybody in the cast was um, ethnic minority background, um, as you know, as it is in the Bible. Sorry white people, you weren't there. And um, <laughs> I just found it really was, it just, it really, I thought it was amazing. So I went to speak to the guys, um, the, the actors in it, to see what other projects they had. And when Yannick told me about this group, and uh, they're called I Am Human, and they're going to be doing some fundraising by cycling from London to Barcelona. That's it, yeah. And um, so I'd like everyone around just to say their name.
3: Hi guys, I'm Yannick. Uh, we well, are yeah, co-created I am human uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about myself uh, afterwards and I'm Dwayne um, yeah I'm just joining these lovely gents on the trip to
4: Barcelona raising for good causes uh, I'm Alex um, again a co-creator of uh, I am human and I'm Sam another co-creator there's a lot of us <laughs>
3: Yeah, I might as well squeeze that one in on <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No. So how many guys are going to be going on the cycle ride? Uh, so there's seven of us. Um, we do have an eighth member that will be driving. Um, who because uh, we, we, we just got that last minute, yeah. didn't we, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Recently. Um, so yeah, there's seven of us, all from different backgrounds, all from different jobs, all from different walks of life. Uh, three of us are actually three of us friends. Uh, from we've known each other yeah, for about 20, primary school. 25 years. Yeah, about, mm. uh, so I, I mean, like pretty it. much our whole lives actually. Um, yeah, we we knew each other from very young age, and then we sort of separated uh, in high school. We found each other again, um, and then we decided to do this. Yeah,
1: yeah. Tell us how I am Human came about a little bit more of the. Was it just because you were mates and you decided this is what you want to do? What was the sort of ethos behind it? What were you guys. Feeling? Sam's probably Sam's yeah. yeah. Sam's yeah. Right. Um,
4: well, there's a lot of things. So, first of all, Yannick, um, he just climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, um, and he was we talking about. So, we sort of reconnected, and, and then so, yeah, us three are the ones that we went to nursery together. So, yes. yeah, <laughs> cool. visit a So, kind of cool. so um, yeah, and then we was like, I was saying like, oh, I want to do something, yeah, um, and then he's talking about doing a rat race, which is from. One side of Scotland to another. Okay. And it was cycling, running, swimming. Yeah. And I said, Oh, I'll join you, but I just do the cycling bit. I think <laughs> want will <to> do it. <laughs> um, so, you guys all, you're not doing this for one common cause. You've all
3: got, do you want to tell me each, start with Yannick, what charity you're doing it for? Yes, yeah, so I'm doing um, it for, for a charity called Mind. They're a mental health charity. Um, we're all doing it as a group together for these three different charities, but I, I, I guess we wanted to just, um, as a unit, put our sort of two cents in. A few of us are doing it for MIND, a few of us are doing it for PCRF, and a few of us are doing it for um, AELD, which is another charity. Um, so yeah, me, I, I'm, su- I'm a supporter of MIND. I, I climbed Kilimanjaro for them um, last, uh, 2017. Um, I, la- I actually lost my brother to uh, a fight against mental health in 2017. So that's the reason I climbed Kilimanjaro. Uh, Within I think about six months of losing him, um, so yeah, that's the kind of that's my kind of background into mental health and what what uh, what I was trying to achieve with the uh, the challenges. Um, so yeah, exactly like the guy yeah. said that like we created this I am human to just kind of yeah. uh, add I more thought. charities, add more people, and just really make it a thing. And hopefully, every year we'll do something yeah. big, and it will get bigger and bigger until we can.
1: I wish, bet I mean, I understand. I lost my daughter last year the same mental health thing. So it's like yeah, I totally get. Why, and what charity are you using? Um, are you don't for Mind as well? Or? To be
3: honest, yeah, in Mind. Um, <clears throat> I think mental health's just one of those things. Um, I think everybody in life will either directly or indirectly get affected by it, so. How do you
1: guys feel like, uh, what's your background, because you told me before, you're half Indian, half Mauritian. That's it, yeah. Half, but I know a lot of ethnic backgrounds. What's your background?
4: I'm half Algerian, half English. Half, so, okay.
1: Yeah. Because I know in a lot of our communities, mental health, is such a stigma against it, and especially you guys must feel it more, because it's, everybody says it's much tougher for young men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you feel like raising awareness and, and stuff like that. Do, yeah. do you guys ever feel that pressure yourselves?
3: It's a massive, to, massive to problem. Um, hide
1: what's going on and stuff. I've, Either I've been,
3: culturally or as a yeah, know. culturally I've been alright. Um, culturally, I've been like my my parents are very, you know, westernised. Very, they're not, they they're kind of not lost touch of their culture. They're very much in, involved in their culture, but they are they're definitely more reasonable and more um, allowing of me to do things that I needed to do. So growing up as a kid, I never felt that uh, pressure. But um, I find like that whole. More westernized thing is like a
1: like because there are so many places like in Caribbean or Africa or the you know, Middle East that are actually open, and mm, we're kind yeah. of giving this praise to
4: western uh, the western
1: side, exactly. is they're yeah. the ones who almost made us. Do you understand what I mean? It's yeah. who all civilized yeah. us, made us talk yeah. about stuff. Well, I know they're really like, um, my dad's from Dominica, so I went over after Hurricane Maria, when there was a lot of people over there going, you got to watch these kids' mental health because we had Hurricane David and nobody took care of it back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. I think sometimes we do a bit of a disservice to ourselves,
4: but I, I, think, I know we... It's sure more like, like an ego thing. I think, like, I, I, think I
1: was going to say... I've
4: got to be strong. I can't let yeah. anyone see my weakness. I think
1: it's... Yeah, and I think a lot of this cultural thing when it comes to us swallowing mm-hmm. our feelings is because we know we're not going to get that much sympathy for it. Do you know what I mean? So you will... Often t- I would often tell black family members, okay, if you are going to get into the mental health system, you need to watch this, you need to watch that, because they label us so much quicker. Absolutely. So, like, I worked in dependent um, for prison for a while, and they were, I noticed, what the hell are all these black guys going to hospital for? And they are like, oh, he's mad, he's mad. I'm not mad. He's, he's not well. Jamaican. Yes. He's loud. He has zero manners. Mm. That does not mean he's mental. Yeah, Dude, cultural but I find differences. That, like, yeah, and... so I find culturally that's where the pressure comes in us being minorities in this society and mm. not wanting them to go all, all black people are like that or yeah. oh look at that black guy shouting or something it's easy, it's to, easy to, to
4: label someone it's easy yeah. to say he does yeah. that because he's black or he does that because he's middle Eastern, yeah. he does that because yeah. he's indian Absolutely. in uh, yeah in
5: my my early 20s i i i experienced depression for um a few years um, and i remember speaking about it with a few of my friends mm-hmm. I, I, I I mentioned because we've got like a, a whatsapp group but even on, on my own behalf there is or there was sort of a, a lack of understanding what's um, your background quickly uh, so my one side of my family Jamaica one side St Lucia so mm-hmm. both Caribbean um, my mum moved to London so on my mum's side of the family they're based outside of London right so within London it was just me my mum my sister my mm-hmm. dad passed away when we were younger mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I felt like there was a, there wasn't much awareness when it came to mental health, so in terms of finding out, you know, what do I need to do in order to get back to a good space, Mm. there wasn't, it wasn't openly spoken about, it. it was hard to find that information. Um, And I read, you know, a lot of books, I've done a lot of research online, like most people do nowadays, with Google. Um, And yeah, I was able to find the right information to get myself back into a good space and deal with that mental, um, deal with my mental health. But just in terms of talking about it with with friends, with Mm -hmm. family members, there was um, a lack of understanding, but more so a lack of um, awareness
4: and just... I can actually. So when he did actually say it in the in the WhatsApp group, yeah. I remember thinking like, "What are you talking about? Just like come out with us. Like yeah. we'll we'll go out. Yeah. Like we'll, like." And he moved away for a little bit, like from the area. Yeah. Um, and I like you said, there was a la- like I didn't understand what he was talking. Like we are are we talking about being yeah. mm-hmm. depressed. Like come on. Yeah. So many people
1: still think it's being a little bit sad. Don't yeah, it? but it's only yeah. through
4: doing this sort of stuff that I've actually now realised how big of an issue. Yeah. It's him. absolutely
1: crippling. Can yeah. Be? So are you cycling for Mind as well? Yeah. Yeah. So mine's yeah, primarily yeah, Mind.
4: Me, PCRF. Oh,
1: okay. Do um, so you want to us?
4: Which tell is the Palestinian thing? Children's Relief Fund. Okay. Um, so obviously Algerian background, mm-hmm. um, Arab background. Um, it's not based on any political mm-hmm. motives. It's not yeah. based on just children in Palestine. It's children in, in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of them they're affected by war and they see things that kids shouldn't see like they shouldn't be they political issues are affecting their lives and they haven't got any opportunities um and like i felt really passionate just seeing things on tv and just hearing things and um there's a lot of i mean i guess there's lies on both sides but war is war and why why are the children affected they don't I just remember, like, we all grew up in nice school, uh, had nice schools yeah. and we can go to the park and play football or whatever, but these kids, what do they do? They, they come home and there's bombs around and there's yeah. everything. And I've it's just
1: amazing know. how inventive they are, though, because I do remember seeing this, um, it was in Gaza, this photograph of these kids who got this plank of wood and put it over a stone and made themselves a yeah. seesaw. And they were just like surrounded by rubble and you're like, oh, you know, there's almost like a two-pack rose from concrete. Yeah, yeah. But then you think like, why should kids have to tolerate that? They, they and I lived in um, Syria for a while when I was younger and I thought, I've got better memories of Syria than kids growing up in Syria now. They're not mm. gonna ever have, like if you look at the photos we've got and when we used to go to Jordan and in Petra and running mm. around, Jordan's fine obviously, but I mean, it, these, kids in Syria are just not going to have that. Yeah, they're not going to have
4: the same opportunities that we had growing up.
5: Like in my nice city. And, we can and, and it, in some that. ways it also ties into the mental health, you know, when you're experiencing those things at a very young age, yeah. you know, what state of mind are you in?
1: Well, in when permanent you
5: get state to, of trauma, I can imagine, because yeah, I would be, yeah. you know, just
1: um, would you say that in, so you're not political at all, you don't,
4: no, I mean, this is a side you'd rather? I don't. For me, it's not about mm. I agree with this side or that side. It's just helping the kids. Just I don't help. mean in
1: terms of sides. I mean in terms of uh, recognizing Britain's role because I think yeah, like a lot of us are getting more vocal about that and saying what Britain's role is in this place. And then you want to be, uh, you know, getting people who are who are coming across on rafts.
4: Yeah. How would you
1: not have any sympathy if you feel that bad that you would strap your kids to your back and come across on a raft? I think. We have to take responsibility for the wars that we started. Look, yeah, look at, it.
3: at it. Yeah, with I think with us as I am human, we're trying to, we, uh, as much as we understand what's going on in the world, we mm. trying to avoid getting involved in the politics of yeah. things, and rather just being about people and helping people. And that's why we're called I am human. It's yeah. about. You know if i'm human i can do this mm-hmm. if you're human you can help as well like it's 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 really just like battering the fact that we're like we are all human and we can do do something to help each other yeah rather than oh you did this you did that we've got to do this we've got to do that like yeah it's, we're just trying to stay away from the politics side of things yeah know, it's yeah
1: like, it's, it's yeah. more like a t- empathy and it's intersectional yeah and, and also charity you know yeah, things
5: that, that we can we can have direct impact you know if we raise money um and we interact with the charities and you know at some point down the line, if we are, if we do get the, the opportunity to go abroad and, and get a bit more hands on, yeah, um, yeah, for us, it's more about directly what can we do, yeah, to improve these people's lives, 100%.
1: yeah. So, what about um There's a couple of you that are not here, and there's a couple of charities that we haven't. The,
3: it, yeah. the the other guys that support him. Do you want to tell us what they are so we can. Uh. So. so yeah. We spoke about Mind and PCRF. Uh, we have a third charity. Um. A guy in our group, Sam Charles. He, um, is it his nephews? He's, yeah. He's got so two two nephews. of his nephews. Yeah. So two of his nephews suffer with. Um, his, his, I'm about to say the name. i really struggle. Um, Adreno leukodystrophy. I believe it's how you say it. A L D for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's the charity that we're raising money for is ALD Life. Mm-hmm. Um, the th- I mean, do you want to speak about the disease? Um So yeah, Alex knows a bit more, but um, it's a d-
4: degenerative, d- degenerative disease. I'm yeah. um, glad you said. <laughs> I think it affects um, young boys and men. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's, so Sam's been affected, um, just seeing his nephews go through yeah. go through that and. Um, it was quite Is it a genetic thing? Um, I'm, not too, I'm sure. not too sure. I mean, okay. in,
5: it does, I mean, Alex? I think it does, uh, I guess, run in their family. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah. Well, uh, we'll we get a few
1: links to it and we'll put it up yeah. on there so yeah. people can look and see. And so is that all of the charities that to do? That's it, that's all yeah, of the really charities that, yeah. Well, we wish you guys the absolute best of luck with Thank it. Thank you so um, much.
5: Just to plug it, so it's April 13th is April when we 13th. leave, which is uh, on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Where about um, are you leaving from? Are people going to be waving what, you goodbye? from <laughs> <front door>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you're not going to get a meeting We've point meet in there? We'll have a meeting point, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, it'll be yeah. really early. we we're, we're, we're Talking about leaving at sort of five, four, between four and five a.m. So,
3: okay, yeah. I'll, I'll text you. If any, <laughs> if, you've <got> any fans, <laughs> if you've got any fans in Barcelona that want to lend us a finish line, then uh, actually, <laughs> yeah. I do, do you know a guy who
1: lives over there. Yeah, yeah, I do actually, yeah, I'll tweet him. That would be great. Some yeah, great yeah,
3: bloke. We need to help. Still in Barcelona, but yeah.
2: we need some help yeah. on the other end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we can see we can speak yeah. about
1: that on Twitter. Okay, guys, I um, wish you the best of luck Thank with you. it. I'm not going to wish you. you the best to getting your. Fundraising because we're gonna do it, so Great, it's yeah. just gonna happen. Well, um, thank you very much for coming to talk to us about Thanks it. Have us. you guys got talk a, a joint uh, Instagram page yeah, or Twitter? Yeah.
3: So at cool. I am Human Official is uh, it will, will be our Instagram um, is our Instagram handle. Um, we are gonna set up a YouTube. Uh, link as well so you can so well so we'll put, we'll blast basically our entire journey on there as little vlogs or some sort of like short videos. Uh, but yeah at I'm human official uh is our I know that I got bad habits right, guys, thank
5: you very much I'm in
0: the store like I wanna have it I've got to have it you were not the toughest or baddest my pet is the madness I bought the Nicoboos and it's never right. i a madness. Thank you for joining NDA podcast once again. And And if
1: you're not following us on Twitter, follow us. And tell your friends to
0: follow us. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We will be. iTunes, everywhere. iTunes, YouTube. We are pretty much everywhere. So yeah, you should follow us and subscribe, please. And we will see you next time. I said it with my chest, and I don't
3: care who I defend. Aha!